Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm Rose Albert, and this is episode 264. The Danger Zone. The Danger House. Close enough, close enough. Well, yeah. You have the danger in there. Yeah. Hey, Julius. Hello, Albert. How are you doing today? Doing all right, thank you. I hear you're ready for a very dangerous episode. Excuse me. Yeah, I am. This, this is an episode chock full of danger. Either that or chock full of houses. Uh, or houses, or a little bit of both. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with this, people, we're talking about a choose-your-adventure board game called The House of Danger. Um, and hopefully you're familiar with choose-your-adventure series. Um, if not, shame on you. Well, maybe we should explain it rather than just saying shame. Yeah, well, shame, yeah. So back in the 80s, I think it was in the 80s, maybe in the late 70s, these, this series came out called Choose Your Own Adventure. The first one was The Cave of Time. And this is a book in which you are the main character and you read through it and you get to some point, like on, say, page seven, and it says, now you got to decide what you're going to do. Do you want to go left or do you want to go right? If you go left, flip to page 30. If you want to go right, flip to page 97 or something like that. And and you're going to read through the book this way, jumping back and forth, reading a story. So each time you play, the story is different based on the choices you, you make or each time you read it. And that was a Choose Your Own Adventure series. Super popular series. I used to have tons of those books myself. Um, I think they got up into like 130 or 140, and then the series stopped. And now has had a reboot again. Really? That many? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yep. Plus, they, also, they had a couple other related series. Like, there's one for littler kids that were like cardboard books. Um, I had one of the, I bought one of those for my kids, and we we enjoyed that one all right. Yeah, my one of my wife's favorite. We actually um, found one at like a yard sale or something like that. It was the Curse mm-hmm. of Battersley Hall, and this was oh, apparently was something that my wife had really loved as a kid. So we bought it for my kids to read the original book. The kids didn't take so well to it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was my experience too. It's uh, it kind of fell flat with the kids, but I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a few of them still. Uh, or not still, but I've, I've regathered some. My favorite was The Cave of Time, the first one. That was just neat. I played that over and over and over. And so, anyway, this is a game based on the series. Now, The House of Danger was one of the books in the original series. It was like number eight or nine. Um, I remember having that one. I remember enjoying it. I don't remember much else about the book. This is a game based on that book. And having having played the game... I can't imagine it was actually that closely following the book. Maybe it was, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't remember a lot of this stuff. Um, So a summary, right? So you are a psychic person, a psychic investigator, and, and you get a phone call to come investigate this house. And that's what the game is about. You're going to go and investigate this house of danger. And that is that is what you know. Sure. And then we're going through the whole house and all sorts of random stuff happens and you're trying to survive through the whole adventure. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's not really random. You're making choices every time. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that it's random. Well, no, actually, I'm going to disagree with you. There is a huge aspect of randomness in it. But more what I was meaning to by random is that one does not often expect to walk into a house that you've been asked to investigate as a psychic consultant and all of a sudden... I don't know, flying sharks start running at you. I'm not actually mm. listing the sort of things that are happening here, but like flying <laughs> sharks all of a sudden just running at you, you're like, well, that was unexpected. 
Well, yeah, okay. Unexpected, yes. Random, okay. That kind of random. Yeah, that, that is one of the things that's interesting. There's five chapters in this game. You're going to play it through the story one time, and you could come back and replay it more times, but it's a single story, and it's in five chapters. Each time you play it, you do a different chapter. I found that each time you play a chapter, you go, okay, this is interesting. This is a little bit weird. I, I get what's going on. And then you start the next chapter, and everything you thought you knew, throw it out the window because the next chapter is totally unexpected <laughs> and then you, you deal with that and you go on and you're like okay I, I got it this is good let's try chapter three and pff, mind blown again <laughs> it's it's a little weird that way but you know it's fun it's fun the it's it's worth pointing out this is not a a, a board game meant for like adults necessarily i bet you it's geared toward kids the books were very true the box says ages 10 and up and you could probably even go younger than that i i, I can't see why not there's nothing really to stop you from it so so what is next? We've gone through a summary of the game. We've talked, jumped a little bit into the gameplay, I guess. Perhaps we should talk about some of the components that are in the box. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the components, this game, well, first of all, the box itself. It's a, it's not a big, big box. It's, I don't know, it's, a, well, I'm not going to tell you the size. It's, but it's about the shape of a book of one of the Choose Your Own Adventure paperbacks, but bigger, taller and wider, but the same proportions. The front of the box looks like a book. I'm gonna say. I think the reason why you're comparing it to a book is because it looks like a book. Yes, it has the same art style as the original books. If you know that those books in the art style, you know exactly what I'm talking about with the red choose your own adventure text along the top and the frame with a big picture in the middle. The picture is not the picture from the original book, but it might be from the reprint. I I don't know. Inside the box, you're gonna have a throwaway insert, a bunch of cards. Uh, two sizes a larger sort of tarot size card and a smaller card that is i don't know, like half a playing card size or something i'm not sure exactly it's not it's not a standard size that i'm used to uh you're gonna find a board a pawn a die and a counter um so it's already a little fancier than a choose your own adventure book a choose your own adventure book you never had any anything to track or anything things like that and this you are tracking a couple attributes of your character and they could go up or down in the books it was just you're reading and you're just making choices uh, so those are the components, and then you get the rule book. the The card quality I did not find that great personally, but the art style I really enjoyed. It's it's all very it's all simple art, black and white line drawings, but it's exactly the same art style that you had in the in the books. It might even be art from the books. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. So so the art style is not fantastic, but it is very evocative of of Choose Your Own Adventure. And I think very appropriate. The, what am I going to talk about? The, so I said there's two decks of cards, right? There's actually, this game has five chapters. So you're not going to use all the cards. You're only going to use one of the chapters at a time. Each chapter has something like 40 cards or so for it of the, of the larger tarot size. And then another 30 or so of the small cards. So it brings it a bunch of cards. These cards are... Are, are, they replace the book. You're going to be flipping through the cards instead of a book, and that's their purpose. The, the thing is, there's, I mentioned there's separate chapters. You're only going to use one chapter at a time. You're going to put the rest away. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. The idea is you're going to play one chapter each sitting, and I think that's how it's intended. The rule book says you could play it all the way through, or you could do one chapter at a time. So, so when I read that, I said, oh, you know, I guess I'll just play it all the way through. It sounds like it doesn't matter. Um, you get an open eye exclamation for me because, oh, yeah. God, I can't imagine sitting there for that long. It took a long time. And I remember the day I tried that. The game had just come out, I think. I was really excited to try it. I played it one morning. It was early. Nobody was up. And then um, 
my family got up, my wife got up, and they wanted to go do stuff, and everybody was waiting for me to finish the game. And I kept thinking, oh, it's, it's quick. It's, you know, it's just a small choose adventure thing. <laughs> I think it was probably three hours, which is kind of a long time for this type of game, right? It's not, it's not a lot of thinking or depth. So even though that said, you know, do it either way. Really, it's a chapter at a time. So you're gonna you're gonna pick the chapter you're playing with. You're gonna start at one, obviously. Get those cards out and put the rest. Leave them in the box. And the, the, both both sets of the large and small cards for chapter one. And you'll just start flipping the first large tarot card and reading through it and reading the story and following the instructions you get. It's really straightforward and simple to play. The and I'm sort of just jumping all over the place. Not jumping, I'm just kind of ignoring our sections. Because now I'm bleeding into the rules. The uh, the I mentioned the board. The board is just tracking two things. Your psychic level, which is a, a number from... I guess it starts at zero and it goes up to like, I don't know, 20 or something. I think I think it's numbered. It is numbered. It goes up to 25. And as you progress through it, you, you're advancing through different psychic levels. I think it's every five is a new level. Then there's a second... Um, track in the middle that goes from about three to six and it is called your challenge track you're gonna have a little marker on that once in a while you have to do a challenge a skill test and you'll roll a die you need to get higher or equal to than whatever you're at on that challenge track so so it's gonna be at least three so it means you need to always roll at least a three to succeed at worst case you could need to roll six now there are modifiers you could tweak that but that's generally the idea it's a relatively big board for what it is it doesn't need to be that big but the size of the box it works well it's not crowded, so I'd say it's pretty good. The The board is probably, in terms of component quality, it's probably the best thing there is, the boards and counters for it. Because I think, because I said already, the cards feel a little a little bit cheap, I thought. I mean, the board is just a simple piece of cardboard. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, well, it's got, got color. tiers. It's got, <laughs> it's got color. Mean, <laughs> that's a very low bar. <laughs> And yeah, it's got rounded it's got corners. Color. It's a fancy board. It's small it's and simple, but it's board. fancy. It's I got no see. graphic design to account for. It's the sort of graphic design I could put together on Microsoft Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which well, fits perfectly for the thematic yes, nature of the game. It fits everything else, but it's not fancy. <laughs> not fancy, just fancy est. <laughs> That's what I thought. <sighs> You, you, you can't do that. That's a, uh, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Okay. Um, I've done the summary. I've, I, I've gone into the rules enough. Have I? No. So I mentioned the small cards. I haven't told you anything about them. As you're playing, you're drawing the large cards. And occasionally, they'll instruct you to, to draw one of the small cards. There are all the cards and numbers to say, you know, draw card 37, challenge card 37. I think it's called challenge card. And you'll find it and pull it out and read the back of the card, and it'll tell you what it whatever it tells you. Uh, there's a different types of things they could have on them. Some of those they may trigger you need to roll the die. Some of them may be items you get to keep. There's a variety of stuff. Okay, so I think there's one more thing I want to say about the rules. Or no, that's actually gameplay. The um the rules are all fine. The rulebook itself is fine and whatnot. The theme we've talked about the theme. Um, let's talk about the gameplay. Okay, let's talk about the gameplay. Uh, so first of all, I think it feels just like a choose your own adventure book. Yes, pretty darn close to it. It very, it very, it does a very good job of capturing that. Yes, I think that they very much captured it, but maybe describe in more detail about the gameplay. 
Um, so the gameplay is you're gonna you're gonna like I already said you're gonna be flipping through the cards, you're gonna read the first card and read the front and then flip it over to the back and it may tell you to go to another card or may then have you make a choice and your card choice is gonna be like, Do you wanna go to I don't know, the train station or, or do you wanna go around the back of this place? Right? right. And then you'll if you want train station, go to card seventeen. If you wanna go to the back, go to another card. And you'll do that and you'll keep making these choices. Uh, once in a while, you will get to do a challenge, and you'll have to roll the die against that challenge meter and su- hopefully succeed. If you succeed, it'll tell you to go find a card, whichever. If you it, if you fail, it'll tell you to find a different card. How do you determine success? You got to roll higher than or equal to the challenge number. Mm-hmm. So it starts at three, which means your odds of passing are in your favor. Three, three and six. Generally speaking, if you fail... What's going to happen, though, is the challenge meter is going to go up. Sometimes it'll go up and you try again. Sometimes it goes up and, you know, go flip this card if you failed. And that's so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. so sorry. So that's how it goes. And as it goes up, it gets harder. Right. It is important to note that if you get all the way to six, usually the, the track has a gradient that it's easy to be in the middle. But there's only one spot at six. If you mess up at six then you lose two of your psychic scale meter, which is sort of like victory points type thing. And the, it's the difficulty meter, the danger meter resets. Mm-hmm. Yep. That psychic scale is interesting. It, it's like I, I mentioned earlier, it's also gradiated, right? I think you change levels every five. Sometimes you'll get to a card that says, if you're at this psychic level, do this. Otherwise do something else. So you don't want your psychic level to drop. You want it to keep going up if you can. So it's a bit of a risk letting it go down. And generally speaking, if it's lower than you want it to be, that that's going to be problematic for you long term. Not crisis, but just you know, it changes the story. Um, there is one thing about the gameplay I don't personally like. I think, though, I will accept, and I think it probably makes sense having it, is that occasionally you'll you'll make a choice and it was the wrong choice and you read the card and you died (laughs) it says oh you died and then it says go back to the previous card lower your second level by two and go back to the previous card and you get to do it again so it's just a penalty um it bothers me because when i used to read the books if i died i would actually restart from the beginning every time i wouldn't just jump back i would do that yes i love these books i read them so much over and over and over and over yeah, no, I didn't Absolutely do that. Absolutely do not. We will occasionally keep on the place and do multiple yeah. <laughs> different ones. Yeah. So if I got to a point where where I had two choices and I said, "Oh, this one's gonna kill me for sure," but I want to read it, so I'm just gonna, I, I'm not really picking it. I'm just gonna go flip it and see how I died, and I'll do that. And sure enough, yeah, I was, it was a dumb choice, and you would die, and then I go back. But those were definitely premeditated. If it was an unexpected death, <laughs> I would start over. Wow. So I would read from the beginning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that first Cave of Time one. That one was great. I really enjoyed it. Running the no damage run. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a... Super challenge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough man way to do it. <laughs> tough kid. So, so I mean, I kind of don't like it, but then again, I, I accept that you got to do it. Especially because this has chapters. It would be terrible if you got to like chapter four and you made a, a wrong choice and died. And there are kind of arbitrary choices sometimes. You make a choice, you don't know what to pick. So you pick one and oh, that was the wrong one. I'm dead. I mean, so so I and because of that, I'm okay that you go back and lose a little bit of psychic ability and keep going. I mean, that's exactly how I would play with the regular books. 
is mm-hmm. by going back just a little bit, just like it makes you do with those cards. That is yep. the same exact thing I would do, so I appreciated it that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, and it makes sense. It really does in this game. Um, one thing, though, is I find it sometimes... Not so much of going back one card. So, okay, so here's the thing that bugs me about the game a little more. When you reach the end of a chapter, and I'll let you go back and revisit sections you had missed. Because you may find as you're running through it, you get to the end faster than you expected, and there's other choices you want to make. Well, choices matter in this because you're going to find things that you may want to use later or give you help you raise your psychic level or whatever. So, so it gives you an opportunity to go back to the different sections and explore more. And I find that kind of weird. I don't. I don't think I like that so much. Again, again, they need it I'm because sorry. of the story. Um, just the idea that it lets you go back and, and revisit the sections you missed. It just it feels, unth- that feels unthematic to me. Again, it could be that you're playing the books differently than I would play the books. But when I was doing the books, I would want to experience and read everything. So I would be having like my fingers. I would be having my fingers in multiple places and be like, well, I took this path over <laughs> here. So I finished that whole path, but I'm curious what would have happened if I changed it over on this finger. So I go back just a little bit to this okay. finger and then explored on that path. And it's all about seeing everything for me. So here, if I rush through it all and often I would finish a chapter and just get to the end, like, really? Already? But there was all those mm-hmm. other things. Like, we skipped all of those, this whole path over here. I know we could have. What, what was over there? And so I really appreciate that it has that ability. In addition, I think that that makes a bigger distinction to make it like you're not reading a book. To make it more like you're walking around the world. It feels more like, you know, a, a point-and-click adventure type That is thing. true. It does kind of let you feel like more interactive right it's a real world that you're walking around you can make real choices you're not forced to be like oh i turned the page that's it no i i can darn well walk back the wrong direction again <laughs> and that's a thing you can do even to your detriment yep. sometimes yes the one, one thing that happens sometimes you go back and you end up to a room you've already visited and you've already defeated the challenge the first time and it kind of doesn't make thematic sense to redo the challenge yeah, the rules in the game doesn't have any way to account for that, so you kind of just got to wing it. Yeah, um, I think a couple times I said, you know what, I think it makes sense for me to redo the challenge because I'm pretty sure I'll win and I like the benefit from it, so I'm just gonna redo the challenge. Other times I can say, well, it doesn't make sense for me to redo it, so I'm not gonna because I don't want to. <laughs> can I tell you about a gripe that I have? Uh huh. There's a die in this game. There's randomness, <laughs> and it's straight up randomness. Mm-hmm. In an experiential game, there's a whole story that you're trying to play through and experience and see all the things. Like, for example, there's a challenge. And if you get through the challenge, you can go see this whole path and you get to dive down here or scoot through this or pick up this card. And you're like, I really want to know what's on that card. I guess I have to roll a die and, oh, shoot, I rolled a one. That card is lost forever, unless I cheat and look at it because I really wanted to know what that card was. <laughs> why could, why couldn't it be? Like, why does it well, have to be pure randomness for replayability? 
no. I, I've played the game twice, and I found stuff I missed the first time, and I failed to find stuff I had found the first time. So it was a very different experience in the two games. So I actually, I hated it the first time through, and I was just like, and I played it a second time, and I was like, you know what? That kind of worked out pretty well. What, the die mechanic you're saying worked out well? Because it because it changed the things I saw, and I got to see more things. Because I wasn't putting my finger on every page to visit everything, because I just played it that way. <laughs> You're right? saying so like I, think I would. It adds replayability is what it does. It <sighs> it does seem frustrating, I get that, but it does add replayability. For a game that would otherwise really not have any replayability. Once you've kind of gone through the story once, it's 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 not the best story ever. <laughs> oh no, it's not. But I mean that's no more true than any of the original choose your own adventure books. And as a kid, mm-hmm. you, you would read through them multiple times, even though you darn well knew what the ending was. You knew all the paths. You'd been through the whole thing before. Didn't you mm-hmm. read it through again? Yep, I'd read it through again, trying to get to a different spot. This is not and a game that needs the replayability. It's an experience game. You play it, you experience it, and then you put it on the shelf until the memory's a little bit dusty and you're ready to experience <laughs> it again. Yeah. It doesn't need yeah, it works replayability. That way. Oh, yeah, that... I, got, I got to admit, when I replayed it, it, it's been a few years since the last time. Because I just replayed it now to talk about it on the podcast. And I was surprised by some of the stuff. I was like, I don't remember this at all. Right. Having nothing to do with the die. I know I went through chapter four before, but I sure don't remember any of this stuff. It's kind of crazy. And so, it's, yeah. <laughs> that die is the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to replace it with a different one. I'll tell you. I, I really thought about replacing it with a six loaded die. Because I'm <laughs> playing with it. You did? No, not with a loaded die. I just changed it for a different D6. I didn't oh, like no. it when they came in the box. I really was considering <laughs> replacing with a loaded die because we're playing this as a family <laughs> with my kids. And so mm-hmm. we're all going through the story together. We're all doing this together. And part of the skills is that you'll pick up items along the way. So for instance, some of the items will say you get a plus two for this type of skill test or a plus two for this type of skill test. So for a lot of the couple chapters, we had this item that was giving us plus two. Like no matter what skill test we were doing, we had a plus two. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at three for the most part anyway. So that meant that one was the only thing that was killing us. Yep. And that's really unlikely to roll. So we spent most of the game doing all the challenges and reading all the cards and experiencing all the things. And then at one point in time, we rolled poorly and we lost an item because when you use an item, if you lose it, you lose the item in addition to losing the challenge. So we lost the item. And then at that point in time, even though there was no reason to be particularly gun-shy, like statistics show that it's going to happen <laughs> once. It's not like all of a sudden the die has turned on you. Yeah. It doesn't work <laughs> that way in real life. But all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, God, the die has turned on us. We've lost an item. We don't want to lose any more items. We're totally gun-shy. Like, we do not want to do any more challenges. We're going to finish out the rest of this chapter <laughs> without doing any challenge. I'm like, guys, come it, on. It's a house of danger. I mean, that's what happens in a house of danger. <laughs> so, like, totally cut down the play time just because the, the die mm-hmm. roll went wrong at the wrong time. Oh, I hate that die. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty random. It's This is definitely a game that you're playing for the story. Or for, not even, not even for the story, because it's not for the story. It's for the experience. Right. Of going through the story, of being in the story. Right. Not, I mean, not of finding out how the story ends because it's, and there's multiple endings, but I don't think any of them are that good. <laughs> I just don't think that the die needs to have a place in that. Yeah. I mean, there's some challenges that ask you, hey, have you picked up 
X card or things like that. Those are great Mm -hmm. because that is encouraging finding the entire experience. It's perfect. That's exactly the type of challenge I want to see. But if it's like, Hey, did you roll? Well, like, yeah, that, that does add a little extra tension to it, which the original books don't have anything like that. Cause you don't roll anything. You just make a choice and move on. Yeah. There are other books that existed and probably still exist. I think we've talked about them before, uh, where there's like, you know, role playing stats and dice rolls mm-hmm. and keeping track of items and things you picked up. So there, there's a place for that. Yes. There's, there's but, quite a few different series that do that. But someone's mixed up, you know, chocolate on my peanut butter here. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want randomness in my choose your own adventure. What I wanted was something that modernizes the experience of those old books because my kids did not enjoy the old books. They were too back and forth, too many pages being turned, possibly even too much reading for them. And it wasn't a social experience. This one changes a lot of that. And there's some, so perhaps talking about social experience is not the right place, but look, I play it with my kids. Mm. Um, it it <laughs> creates a more, much more interactive and open world feeling. It feels like you're experiencing a world rather than reading a book with the old choose your own adventures. It very much felt like you were reading a book with these ones. It feels like you're walking around a world, even though it's very similar, it has a deeper and richer feeling to it. And I wanted the more modernization feel of it to enhance the same old, choose your own adventure stories and it does that well but i just didn't want that die in there mm-hmm. <laughs> i can see that you know you're, you're talking about the uh how your kids didn't get into it and i had the same experience with my kids and i wonder if it's just that when these books came out right video games were like on the atari and the quality was just <laughs> there was interactivity was just nowhere near as good as it is today and these sure. books were much better than any of that right nowadays these books are kind of lame compared to all the other interactive stuff you could do, right? Even even going online and playing Roblox or Minecraft, the the experience is so much more realistic. I mean, I don't agree with that because Roblox doesn't tell you a story. Well, okay, yeah, I haven't played Roblox. I've played Minecraft, but but still, the experience oh, of going around do and doing things is it's just different. Maybe I picked the wrong game. It just I I just don't think it compares to the video games back then, and, and the, well, it doesn't compare to the video games today back then it was better than the video games in terms of mm. storytelling so i think it's just a technology that doesn't care for it so well so it's really there for the nostalgia's sake <laughs> that's my thought on this game this game is there for nostalgia mm-hmm. alone i think that's primarily yeah it's fun um i don't i guess i don't know i don't know that i would enjoy it very much if i was not a fan of choose your own adventure books huh. that's my thought i can't say i don't know I mean, Um, I think if you're looking, I mean, if you're looking for a non-digital relaxation experience, I think you would enjoy this one, even if you're not a fan of the original books. I think that it presented a good enough story and and a good experience that it was fun to play through and walk through the whole thing without necessarily being a fan of the original stories or the original series, in my opinion. Mm, okay. It could be, it's hard for me to say since, 
since I can only ever have one point of view from that, right? I I, <laughs> I like the book, so I can't imagine what the other coming from the other side is like. I mean, I like the books too, yeah. but I can imagine it, and also my kids <laughs> my kids enjoyed it. Okay, okay. So and I I go on about the die. I enjoyed the series. I just would fudge the die. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I I think it worked out well. Um, I know there's a couple times where. Like I said, I played it twice. The first time I played through, a couple things happened that I thought were really interesting. The second time I looked forward to doing them, and it failed. And I was kind of disappointed it failed, but it was interesting that I didn't get to do that this time, and and had to deal with the consequences of it. And none mm-hmm. of the none of the consequences are really going to be that terrible. You could you could miss important stuff and still play through and see a lot of other things and win. You're just going to miss one of the little random side stories. <laughs> the way the story ties together, I don't know that it would matter in terms of story if you miss something. Yeah, but you don't know that till you get to the end. It's frustrating yeah. going through it because when you're going through it, you feel like you're missing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and there's no chance of going back to that now unless I play the whole game again, all three hours of it. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it has a little bit of replayability, which I thought was interesting, but it's definitely, like you said earlier, it's gonna, you get up in the shelf and wait till you've forgotten it, and then you can play it again. I think it works that way. Otherwise, it's the sort of game where you're going to play it and give it to a friend or trade it or something. Mm-hmm. So almost, well, not quite, but it's almost like an escape room. Yeah. Now, there's also a second game in the series, which we're not going to cover today. I wish we could cover that one because that one is interesting and it is rather different in the way it works. Is it now? Yes. Instead of chapters, you play through it once. And on the board, you're flying around visiting different planets, and you decide which planet you want to go to next. Hmm. And you play through visiting different planets and doing stuff. So it's a shorter adventure, and I think has more replayability because of that. So I thought I thought I thought it was, and it's been a while since I played it, so so I may not be remembering <laughs> too well. But I thought it was uh, an advancement on the mechanic. They came out with the House of Danger. And they tried out and they said, now let's try something a little bit different and, and made it, I think, think a little more interesting, a little more replayable. Granted, I've only replayed this one. <laughs> well, maybe we will have to take a look for that one. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right. Coming soon. Can, can we uh, shut the door on this one? <laughs> I believe so. Well done, Albert. Well all right. Done. <laughs> have a good night, all. Good night. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractalude on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.